probably should repeat any of what was just nah, said. No, that's fine. I'll just confuse the viewer. That'd be okay. great. Actually, yeah, no, with I mean, your with I your podcast, to Nash Rash about some magicians, and I'm like pretty glad that it's not recorded. Well, we don't know. It's, I mean, actually, no. Just my, my rebuttal defending them is what wasn't recorded. They can still hear you <laughs> trashing them. I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> Let's just keep names out of it because I'm pretty sure we didn't do that. So, okay. I mean, you pretty blatantly, you know, said what the effects are. <laughs> I mean, you can very I mean, if you want to do research, you can find out. <laughs> I just don't think that's eight minutes of time. I think we'll be okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, we'll okay. work it out. I mean, we'll, I mean, yeah. It's up to me on what I decide to release and what I decide That's not to true. release. I mean, I'll commit to anything I say. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take this out of context. I'm going to put this right at the beginning and then jump into the middle. I mean, the beginning. That'd I mean, be I'm going to take, yeah. Hello, friends and enemies, and to all my friendly enemies. I'm Chelsea Nicole, and you're listening to The Slighted Show. So, Charles, what you sipping on? Actually, it's brandy, because Eric has opened. He either has Lagavulin or, like, or peanut butter whiskey. I actually tried yeah. the peanut butter whiskey, and that was a weird... Screwball? Yeah, screwball. It was a weird experience. It was, like, actual yeah. peanut butter and whiskey, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want both in my... Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's fair. It was given to yeah. me. I just want everyone to know if we're playing this already. I did not buy that. And then there's a peach whiskey... And I thought that's probably too sweet by itself, so I just went with brandy. Peach became the old camp. Yeah, man. Yeah, did you make her one of the Teslas? I yes, have. you. Ha- he has. Uh, also, that it's was really, really good, good, right? It was really good. I it, have brandy. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favorites. I didn't know I had brandy. Yeah, you have some brandy. Yeah, man, brandy's great. She's a fine girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Looking glass reference for anyone that didn't get it. <laughs> Your Tesla is awesome. Yeah, big. Yeah. I wish it was mine. Got to give credit to the Edison. Oh, I thought <laughs> you. I thought you made it from an Edison recipe. No. No, 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 no. It, it is an Edison recipe. Like you can oh. variate certain stuff, but it's it's it was on the menu over there. And if you ever find yourself in Orlando, visit the Edison, get yourself a Tesla. It's fantastic. Okay. I will just keep making nice. them myself yeah. for way less than $20. Yeah, I mean, they're 14 but same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't... Oh, yeah, touche, touche. I haven't talked to you in forever, so I need, like, a life update. Yeah. So I guess that means if I do that, we'll, we pretty much should start... And if we're going to start, I think I have to do an intro. I'm pretty sure. I think that that's appropriate, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really been doing, like, a consistent intro. So uh, if, you're, uh-huh. if you're joining us today, this is the Slider Podcast, but this is the late night episode, which means it's the founders, Chelsea, Eric, and Sebastian, all talking, drinking either whiskey or brandy or wine. I had like a half bottle of wine an hour ago. <laughs> so so Eric's You go, girl. <laughs> Eric's good to go. He's liquored up already. Uh Yeah, and so we get together, we chat, we catch up. And since it's been a long time, we're this is a catch-up session. Usually we have a topic, we pick a topic and all three of us discuss it. I love questions at you guys. And uh but today it's just been a while for all of us to even be together. Not even we're not in the same room. Eric and I are currently in Jacksonville, Florida, and Sebastian is in Texas, but I don't know what city in Texas. Henderson, Texas. Henderson, Texas. And so... It's about an hour from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. We're very, very East Texas over ah, here. Ah, okay. Very cool. So, yeah. I did... I actually interviewed Eric, so I kind of have mostly caught up on Eric. Up, well, I mean, now it's actually an old interview. What am I like, talking about? A year ago. But in that interview, we were talking about why... Slided has been 
off in the ether is that we all have our, like, these separate, completely separate lives. Like, we used to be, Eric and I used to live in Jacksonville, you were in Orlando, we'd meet together a lot, like, every other weekend, <laughs> and do slightest awesome. stuff. And then I moved to Boise, and then China, so that was, you know, kind of, kind of putting some distance between us. Eric's now drinking my brandy. What the hell? I just wanted to try it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, Sebastian, what, when, like, what's, yeah, some updates from, I mean, like, just, uh, Eric mm -hmm. talked on one of the podcasts that you had, a brain tumor, gave what? a couple details about that, but I would be interested to hear, like, from there, like, some uh -huh. highlights from that all the way to, like, you now, like. Geez, yeah, let's go back to the diagnosis. Crap. Lot. Okay, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy couple of years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so back on uh, May twenty third of twenty eighteen, um, I got diagnosed with a brain tumor. It's a pineoblastoma, pineoblastoma, however you want to pronounce it, uh, which is basically in the pineal gland, uh, which is right above the uh, the brain stem. The pineal gland is um, basically it re it's responsible for producing melatonin. Um, but we didn't know that for quite a while. It's one of the more recent discoveries of the brain. Um, so for the longest time in human history, everyone thought that the third, it was called the third eye. Okay. Your pineal gland was thought to be able to predict the future, see certain events, intuition. They thought that it came from that sort of area. Um, so I was able to go through four months of treatment. I got a, I'm trying to remember the name of the exact surgery. I'll look it up later. We can add it in. But uh, it's just, it's, I basically got the tumor removed and I went through a couple months of radiation and uh, the MRI scan came back clean. So now I'm in total remission, okay. which is a godsend because they told me that it was too close to the brainstem to operate the first doctor that I spoke to and uh, that I should just basically say goodbye to everyone that I care about. So I'm glad to still be here and having this conversation with y'all. Um, so that was actually yeah, on yeah. October 15th was when I... Uh, um, you were at the hospital, man. You walked <laughs> in the first thing you said, it's not contagious, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's not contagious, right? She's making a joke. Yeah, no, that, was, that was a bit of humor that I fucking needed at that time. You Pardon my language, but I... You didn't care about, and I was making a joke because if you didn't care about me, I know I was there. <laughs> you made a funny joke. You made a, you made a funny joke when you walked in. I figured it was worth sharing. <laughs> um, so on October 15th, I rang the cancer bell. I was finished up with radiation. In January of 2019, I uh, got the results back, showing that I was in remission. Um, and then after that, because um, two months after I got diagnosed with the tumor, so in... July of 2018, I proposed to my then-girlfriend, now-wife, Hannah. She's nice. awesome. Yeah, so we got married last August at Magic Live. Eric was there for that, too. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a job bartending over at the Edison in uh, Disney Springs, Orlando, now, um, which is a super quick, cool bar. Yeah. I'm going to jump back a to after, right after the brain tumor. Did you Please. notice, like, how, like, having that surgery, like, did it affect you in other... Like, besides, like, you're cancer-free, do you think it also had any other effects, like, as well, like, having the brain tumor removed, like, in a way that you noticed? Like, anything you are like... Um, so, not the exact, like, not the removal. Um, like, one of my funny anecdotes from the entire experience is the conversation I had with the surgeon prior to the surgery. Because um, he was like, do you have any questions after he explained the basic idea of what they were going to do? And I asked him straight up, I was like, is there any chance of anything going wrong with this and me losing motor function, not being able to do magic anymore. And he kind of chuckled and he looks at me and he goes, no, nah, this isn't that kind of surgery. This is the kind of surgery where if anything goes wrong, you just don't wake up. Oh my God. <laughs> so 
Um, one residual side effect I do have from the entire cancer thing as a whole, not the surgery specifically, um, it's diplopia. I have double vision now. Um, because of where the tumor was, um, it got repositioned just a little bit and it blocked my, uh, my drain in my head essentially. Um, so it's what's called the third ventricle, which is where your cerebrospinal fluid drains out of your head to the rest of the body. And since that got clogged, my head just started filling with this cerebrospinal fluid. And because it got so much built up pressure in there, I now have permanent nerve damage in my right eye. So um, right now I see four of you guys is kind of what's, what's going okay. on with that. So these glasses that I've got now help, uh, but they don't make it perfect. Okay. So you, I could, we, could go, we could spend all night on my medical stuff, but it's yeah, called horror right, right. dysfusia, where yeah. my brain just can't fuse the images together from both my eyes. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. So not fun, no, but not from the surgery itself, just from having the tumor. So, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, so that's the only really residual thing from it is just double vision. Okay. So, which is irritating, but, you know, life goes on. You're not dead, so, you know. Yeah, seriously, I'll take it. Yeah, man. Look, no, if I, I would choose take between... double vision if it kept you alive. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'll see if we can transfer it somehow. <laughs> I'm glad it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> is that contagious? <laughs> yeah. See you, Chelsea. I see you. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, um, so I got the job bartending at the Edison, um, right after we got married, just to, you know, have consistent income, I was still, still, hey, I was still performing that? at that point. Oh, yeah, that's right, getting married, that's kind no, of a no, big no. deal. Well, yeah. No, that's not a big deal, we don't give, <laughs> we don't give a shit about that. I don't care about your personal life, <laughs> uh, fuck up to that. Specifically, what you saying, I was going to be getting the job at the Edison, because I find that story interesting, but it's up to you if you want to go into that. Sure, man, we can, I, I, I'm not working there anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I've had a passion for mixology. Um, I love mixing cocktails, just, you know, bringing out different flavors and different drinks and experimenting with different liquors and liqueurs. And uh, my wife actually had the brilliant idea, why don't I go to bartending school, get a job bartending, just to have something consistent going on during the week. So I went to, it's called Elite Bartending School. You can go to them, EliteBartendingSchool.com. The guy, Kevin, is fantastic. He's the main instructor there in the Orlando branch. And I went there, it was a two-week course, it was like, 40 hours, it was a lot of condensed work into those two weeks, and I got certified, and uh, I worked at the uh, EDC, Electronic Music Festival in Orlando, and I did the Seafood Fest in Miami, bartending, and uh, then we uh, put together my resume so I could apply for jobs, and I had six years of bartending experience (laughs) in Texas and different locations around Florida, and uh, we took my falsified resume, submitted it to a bunch of different spots around Orlando, and I got a gig over at the Edison in in Disney, and it was a super cool spot. Uh, the management team was awesome. Um, I disliked most of the coworkers; they sucked. Um, but a few of you guys, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, then you know who I like. I like you people. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, the people that I didn't like aren't going to be listening to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the people you like probably uh, yeah. aren't listening to it either. So. Either way. Probably not. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, hopefully we get two magicians to listen. You know, uh, but yeah. So that was uh, that was the whole getting the gig idea. Is that uh, bartending school? So that's why I learned the necessities, the basics, and then uh, my boy Kevin helped me uh, hook up the uh, schedule, so the resume, so I could look like uh, I was a little bit more knowledgeable than I was. But yeah, it was fun. It was a really great gig. Um, then it got shut down in March because of Corona, obviously, and uh, I was kind of sitting there. Um, Hannah and I were just kind of at the house, and we were just like, "What are we gonna do?" And she had the great idea of coming out and quarantining with her mom, who lives in East Texas. She lives in a small city called Kilgore. And uh, the idea was to kind of go over there and spend a couple months at her mom's place until the quarantine calmed down. Because East Texas really doesn't have that many cases, even though I know we're a hot spot right now. Um, but even, our, even with the hot spot and everything, East Texas, Kilgore, Henderson, 
very low amount of cases. And with my cancer medical history, we wanted to be as far away from the hot spot that we were living in as possible. Okay, so yeah. That makes sense. We stayed out here, quarantined with her mom for a few months. We found an amazing house, uh, which was reasonably priced. So we bought a house out here in Texas. And we've been living here. Uh, we bought the place in May. We've been living here ever since. So it's, we're, we're it's going pretty great. We're recording November 30th as well. So people know when they actually do listen to this. Oh, so yeah, cool, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's saying, important. Yeah. He bought the house. That's more important than what I was saying, yeah. Well, maybe it gives people like a, a timeline of like where things are at. Okay, got Okay, okay. No, that, that, that is fair. That is fair. Yeah, I've been living here since May. Now it's November. So about yeah. six months we've been in this place. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for snapping at you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. What about what's new with you with magic? What are you, you working on anything? You got anything? Like, what you, uh, I've kind of been working on being a human being, like a person. Like, I mean, just with the whole show shutting down, not really having very many performance venues. Right, right, right. Just kind of focusing on being a fully functioning adult, paying a mortgage, that sort of thing, while in a quarantine pandemic situation. Right. So, not a whole lot. I mean, I've been a lot of theorizing, a lot of different ideas going around in the noggin. I'm working on a deck of playing cards, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, But nothing too, too concrete that I can talk about right now. But there are ideas being worked on and formulated and when things do calm down and the world reopens you you will be seeing a lot more of me but for right now yeah yeah uh, yeah nothing that I can really talk about too much right that's fair (laughs) I mean it's such a weird time for like every single person that's in the entertainment industry I mean if you're Mm -hmm. doing if you were used to doing shows like now's a very hard time some people are adapting and I just want to bring this up because I this is the one thing I've seen in the past couple months is I saw Trig, mm-hmm. Trig's show. Have you yeah, seen? Yeah, the virtual shows are killing. I've not seen Trig's, no, but I heard great things about it. His virtual show, oh my god, I loved it. His intro is my ver- like my favorite part. I hope that's okay that I say this, my favorite part, because I know usually you probably want like the ending or the middle, but the the intro is nuts. Like it's so just a lot of like video on top of video. I don't know how to explain it. It's really good. So just a quick shout out. If you want a virtual experience, you can check out Trig Watson's show. We could like link that on our Instagram. I'll yeah. link it. Speaking of, I think John Hinton is working on a really clever online show as well. Really? I'm really excited to see him come out for finish nice. that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be cool. Two fantastic guys. Love Trig. Love John. I no, know. That's awesome. Dude, these people are blowing my mind with these virtual shows because, like, I look at it and just mm-hmm. like I think that's. I think I have a limit for how much I love magic because it stops there. I go, I I'm know. not doing that. Like, that yeah. sounds awful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I watched, uh, I've talked to Kostya Kimlot a little bit. Like, he's been brainstorming his show with the Sea Magic Live members, and he inspires me. He makes me interested in it. Like, that, just kind of watching him do his thing, I was like, wow, I could actually see myself doing that. But it's not to the point where I'm setting up a studio and getting all the lights set up and learning how to do OBS and Ecamm and Zoom yeah. and all that stuff. Yes. It's, yeah, so I mean, maybe at some point, but as of right now, other things that I'm focusing on. Yeah. Yeah, sure. John's got like a programmed switchboard that like, yeah, he can yeah. just be like hitting it and having like another video clip playing while he's then, yeah. you know, prepping his second trick, but it's like a preloaded message and then he'll go into the, and it's just, it's not to be intense, yeah. man. It's so yeah. cool though, like that he's, I mean, he's doing it. really it. is on his own essentially i mean like i talk to him about it all the time on the phone but the reality is it's like i don't know i'm just shocked mm-hmm. that he can create all of that that's wild i was so impressed because i kept thinking with trick i'm like he must have like a producer in his it's in his apartment like in his apartment doing the camera work but he like does there's like multiple cameras i don't yeah. know if it's i think it's probably like 
motion sensor? Like you pick up the camera. Switchboard. It it's a switchboard. It is that. No, no, it's his. He has this. I think if it's a, huh. it's I think it's the GoPro. It's the wireless yeah. GoPro thing. Uh, he has he has a system for wireless GoPros that he has on stage because everyone always has wired cameras on stage, and he designed a system that lets it be wireless, so he can walk around in the audience with it and have it on stage with him, and it sends up a feed on screen, and I'm sure he's huh. just adapted I think he that adapted system. that, but, like, I kept being, like, where, like, you ha- like, it's so incredible, because it's in his apartment, and it's, like, a small space, and yet he's, like, going from place to place, and he, like, moves something, and it's, like, new camera, new camera, and it's on Zoom, and I was kind of just blown away by how it's well awesome. he was, like, did interactive. You should do the shows. You guys should sign up for a show. It's awesome. Support. Yeah. Support magicians. So. And then Danny Seriously, Garcia. Seriously, if there ever was a time. Danny Garcia and Blake Boyd have yeah. one as well. Uh, oh, really? Called huh. One Day Die. And oh, I didn't know that was Danny and Blake. Okay. They, well, I think they're consultants on it. I don't I don't know gotcha. who the actual performers. I just know that they are, uh, Danny and Blake are part of it. But uh, I went to sign up for that one, and I think a ticket was like 160 bucks. Oh, And no I was way. like, ah, I'm out. Oh, that's <laughs> a little. Minds. Love you guys, but yeah. richer people will support you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you get, like, ten people over at your house, you know, break all the quarantine rules, then it kind of makes sense, yeah. like, you know, if you split it all up, but, yeah, it's like Dan White's show, The Virtual Magician, or yeah, yeah, yeah. The Magician Live. How much is that one? It sounds interesting, I'm super curious about it, but I'm not about to drop 140, 140 just for me to yeah. see the show, yeah. 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 Money is tied for all, well, not everyone, but it, it's, you know, it's a... Damn pesos. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Him and Elon, dude, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, Eric, what are you up to magic-wise? Magic-wise? Uh, You've got a lot of things that I feel like we've been talking about for the past year, and I keep being like, when are, when are you going to release a know, trick? Uh, so I have two tricks that I'm going to combine. I know that now. Um, so I have expression test, uh, and that one I've tested with a lot of magicians. Sebastian can attest to it that he likes the trick now, um, and I've got... It's awesome. Yeah, it's in Sebastian's book, actually, Shake and Not Stirred. You can get it from him. Yeah. Um, it's, the last chapter. it's the last <laughs> chapter in the book is that trick. Um, and so I've gotten a lot of good feedback from magicians, so that'll come out. But then I have a method of peeking a card, or really peeking any, like, hidden information off of a person. Uh, that's, like, really good, and I'm going to combine that with expression test, I think. Um, and... But, but when, I don't know, I got no timelines. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just, when I feel like it's ready, or when I feel like, not even it's ready, it is ready, because it's, the, the trick is not going to get really better than it is. Uh, it's been, wor- I've been Stop working. Stop with that attitude. Well, <laughs> dude, it's, I'm like, three years of working on this one trick, uh, to, well, three years of just, I guess, this routine, but this concept of, like, the four-of-a-kind ending, it's, like, way too obsessed with it now at this point. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. I just need to get off of it. It's a problem lately, though. Uh, since I haven't performed because of like quarantine at all, anytime I do a card trick now, it's like every time I do expression test to start because it's so much fun. And then they like do another trick, and like I I am like broken at that point. I'm like I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't have other tricks. I'm like what? I'm like yeah, I got them out. Like I haven't performed in so long. Like I just know this one trick, and that's it. So that's been. Fun. That is a lie. You just you got a brain block, but you you know plenty. I know. Of I know. You can I know, do I know, anything with a key card. You can do like just simple crap. You don't have to actually like. It's just been so interesting that I'm, I usually could go for like forty five minutes straight, and, and right. not even like have to think anything. I could just go, 
Right. And now it's right. like, since I haven't done that in six to eight months or however long it's been, I get my one trick Fair. and I sit there and go, I don't have a clue what I do next after this. Like, it's Well, it's like a language, long. right? As soon as you're out of practice. Yeah. If you spend a lot of time not practicing, not doing it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would never consider yeah. myself a magician. That's never been a hat that I've worn. However, I have learned magic tricks. I've performed magic in random places, even at like a like a networking event and I Eric was mm-hmm. performing tons of magic and then he was like Chelsea's gonna close the show and I like did multiple tricks and I like did well but I'm definitely not I'm like not a magician and I can't just do a trick if someone asked me to like on the spot but if someone's like so mm-hmm. I, I had a family that wanted me to perform and I, we were doing like a like a family reunion and I was there a mm-hmm. couple of days so then I called Eric and was like Let's talk about magic. It's been too long. Like, I couldn't just do it. But then after we talked it mm-hmm. through, I actually did, like, a short, like, 15-minute set and did a couple tricks that all went mostly nice. well. So, right. it's easy to, like, forget everything. Like, I used to be able to do at least one trick if someone asked, and I can't think of any right now. So Yeah, no, I actually had a fun experience kind of along similar lines to that. Like, I haven't, I haven't performed in forever, but my, my wife and I had uh, some family over for a dinner. And I had a deck of cards, and they asked if they could see some magic. And I was like, you think you're going to come over and not see magic? So I <laughs> got the deck out, and I started performing. And I realized, same issue, none of the stuff that I'm really used to performing, like pre-quarantine, was really like in my head, like at the front of the front page. Um, so I just kind of like did a bunch of stuff from when I was like 14. <laughs> like, it was just like... I haven't performed Danny's material in a while, yeah. and I did sevens and tens, and it was awesome. I did expression tests and like yeah. stuff that I don't typically perform, but it went went really well and a lot of fun. But yeah, it was definitely like a, I had to think a lot more as far as material and like yeah. think, what am I going to do next? Had yeah. to plan ahead a little bit. Not to like yeah. be arrogant, but like yeah, like I could do my material, no problem. But the second it comes to like doing something else that I've studied, I'm just like I don't like I have no clue like how to do this stuff anymore, and I'm, which is like probably a good thing, but. Maybe I should. Yeah, no, that. you'll come out of this more original. I hope. Yeah, yeah, but you I was know? just like, I'm not just... that that's ever been an issue. That's not a cutting. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's been fun. I messed up, dude. I messed up expression test the other day, which is weird. Really? Yeah, I mishit their card, but I got the rest of the four of a kind right. Oh but yeah, I, think the cards, I saw that. I, I think the cards were just sticky. It was like it was supposed to be. They chose jack of hearts. I never forget it, and when the cards turned over it was a nine in their hand and then the rest of the jacks and i just didn't get the jack of hearts at all and i was like that's like i have no explanation here like i don't even know how to play this one off i'm like that's uh it's a weird one huh yeah so i think the cards are just sticky and i was just moving quick it was dark where i was and i just i just i literally sat there and was like well all right move on like don't really care poor artist blames the paintbrush at her. <laughs> yeah but luckily <laughs> that person i messed up on we're going uh-huh. to the dog park tomorrow so she doesn't totally think I'm a loser. Um, about you and your magic and Is penguin that Oh, that's magic. fun. I uh, was like, we so can tell the story, right? Did I tell right? you this yet, Sebastian? This is I a think great I did story. Tell you this on the phone the other day. You did tell me. Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I wrote a five-part article about how to create your own trick using poker tests as a, uh, as a like, template. Which, if you've listened I to thought, my podcast... I thought it was, like, the creation of Poker Test, well, or did yeah. you kind of rewrite well, it? Well, it's the creation of Poker Test, but that is that is kind of the how-to. Okay. Of, like, of like, how of to... like, doing it yourself. Of how to do it yourself, Yeah, if you have your own idea, if you have a trick Sorry, that you've created... not how to create a trick. 
this isn't a lesson in creativity. This is a lesson in production. Um, of how to produce a trick, I guess, is the better term. Because I don't teach you anything in creativity. Uh, but but I so I write this article. I send it over to Penguin's team on the Penguin Magic Monthly, and they were like, we love it. We'll do like a five-part series. And I was like, awesome. So they pushed out part one, and then they messaged me a week later, and they're like, we're done. I'm like, we're not doing anything else. We're not going to release parts two through, two five. through four. Five, five, sorry. Two through five. So... Uh, so yeah, so that was fun. Um, so if I, I told anyone that you should get the Penguin Magic Monthly, hopefully you listen to this and go, I'm not going to get that magazine for the next parts because I won't be in them. I'm going to reach out to Genie though and try and get them to publish it because, uh, I have a theory. I, it's probably wrong. Um, and if anyone on the Penguin team listens to this, I'm not bashing you guys. I love you guys to death. Y'all all know that. But my theory is... That when the CEO of Penguin read it, he said, wait a minute, this is all about producing a trick and not going through us to produce it, which is a big part of their, uh, their like business operations. And so that's going to be counterproductive for them to publish that. So I think that they just didn't publish it because of the counterproductivity, which Genie doesn't care about that. So I'm going to try and publish it to them. Chris Ramsey just had that exposure video that he put on his YouTube. Oh, we we'll is... talk about that. That's insane. Yeah. All right, what's that yeah. all about? He like, like exposed, he... De- yeah, he spoke a delight and was like, just showed exactly how that worked. And like, I'm not going to talk about how that works because that's not my place. That's so shocking. okay. Wait, okay. So in the past, when when Chris Ramsey's uh, Chris Ramsey, sorry, has uh, exposed stuff, you've been on the side of it being okay because it's really old tricks. So this is not. He's never truly exposed. Okay. He's taught basic magic where it's like classic tricks like something out of royal road which like i'm all for because he teaches it well with high production okay and i get someone interested he's now exposing stuff that's like currently on the market that's like oh owned okay. by magicians okay. and i'm like okay now we've crossed some lines here like pretty yeah. early then he's like yeah i've got this deck of cards like keep it in monica which is a stack deck order that you can learn blah blah, blah. it's like dude come on they don't need to know that like yeah you know, like so, and you uh, think no, okay, no laymen are but, listening so to this seems, podcast. So to yeah. me, there's a debate, though. I mean, isn't YouTube a way to learn about magic? This is a whole topic right now. Well, <laughs> let's just go into it. Uh, like, So I, what I mean is, like, I, I'm not fully understand. Like, I un- I kind of understand, mm-hmm. but can't, can't the argument be, though, that, like, YouTube is a way to learn, like, in a book? Like, so... I, What's what's the problem with bringing you up? Buy so, it's, um, it's one so you learn it on YouTube, but does not support the artist. Yeah, that's the thing. Some things are still owned by artists. Like I put owned in quotation marks, um, but there are some things that are public domain. Like okay. if the book's been published since the early 1900s, yeah. like if it's Tarbell, then okay, cool, whatever. But if, yeah, if, if it's if it's on the market from you know a year ago then someone's still potentially profiting off that. Okay. And you exposing that on the internet is taking money out of their pocket, out of their okay. kids' mouths, and that's not okay. Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I needed that breakdown because I wasn't sure yeah. which is which when it comes to what yeah. Chris Rams is doing right now. But him mentioning him mentioning to Monica, would that not be supporting... No. No. Why? Because now Because no, no 12-year-old on YouTube is going to pick up a $65 book to learn yeah. how Chris Ramsey stacks his cards. So, so... Chris Ramsey didn't teach Mnemonica, true, but other people have on YouTube, and now these kids, or other people are now just going to go to YouTube and find the people who have. So it's just, in a sense, encouraging okay, the so seeking out of that. If he had said, I, learn Mnemonica and learn it from Juan Tamriz, get his book, then I'm like, 
I'm all for it. So, okay, another yeah. question. Be honest, and I, I know your opinions have probably changed since when you were a kid until when you are now. As a kid, mm-hmm. did you guys not both have moments where I you... absolutely did. You took magic? Oh, absolutely. So, it, I'm not saying it's not wrong, but... Like how do you how do we? There's no I, I'm not gonna like justify it because like I clearly did it as a kid, but I will just say when I was a kid, I worked my ass off to try and steal a trick. Versus like, <laughs> like it wasn't so readily available. If you're going through seventy eight different torrent sites and trying to figure out which one's not a virus, and you're yeah. you know like if you're like not only that, but it's also not like on YouTube there are crummy magic tricks with poor instruction was what I got at 12 years old. That was a, there was a kid that, that was staying home from school cuz he had a cold. He was had a runny nose. He was sneezing every 6 seconds. Barely knew the trick himself. And that's how I was learning the trick. Like as far as professionally produced content teaching these tricks like just that's not how this works. Okay. This is a secretive art form. The door right. is open, it's not locked. But there is a price for admission in certain aspects of it. Like, if you yeah. want to learn magic for free, go to a club and actually meet people, network with them, and learn from people in person. Okay. But as far as offering it online to everybody who wants to know about it, that hurts the art form in the sense that anyone can watch you perform, go home, or not even go home, just look it up on their phone, how to do X trick, and it'll pop up with a full explanation. That's and that really favorite. cheapens the experience. Yeah. Because, okay. yeah. That argument, though. Uh-huh. I like I have a counter to that is anytime I hear older magicians talk about it being performed on YouTube or taught on YouTube and they're like, Well, I can just perform and then the audience can just go home and Google it and know what I did. And every time I'm like, Do better magic on stage then or like on your walk around sets. Like if your magic's Googleable, you've done something very I, wrong. right. I don't even know how My my counter argument to that double okay. cross. What don't do What's... double cross anymore but didn't he Chris that's because there's a fucking pandemic going on but like yeah. the X yeah. on hand <laughs> trick like that's not that okay, it's a but... bad trick it's that they immediately know oh, it's a trick pen okay cool that's it yeah exactly like, but isn't it a little difficult for someone I mean I don't think first of all how many people watch a magic trick and google it I have watched plenty of magic tricks I've never taken time to google it and I'm a very curious person I want to know and I might pester a person I've never ever once tried to find it on the internet yeah. ever and I, I, like, have to know. And granted, I also do go to, like, magic conventions. There's a lot I know. But in the past, like, even before, like, when I didn't know, I, I never Googled uh-huh. it. I never even tried. It's, it's just so hard to actually Google. Yeah. I mean, if you see a that. trick, you're like, hold on, let me try to remember what happened. And we're like, right. that's called double cross. Like, you're out of your mind. Like, no, right. People don't know the names, first of all. Excellent second hand of all, trick. Second of all, Excellent. most. Can you, can you Google that? I'll Google that right now. I'm curious. Make sure. It Actually, would you mind googling it just so I don't accidentally turn off my recording again? Yeah, that's X, totally fine. Sharpie X on the hand trick. Sure. Let's see what yeah. we get. All right, so I'm googling Sharpie X on the hand, and am I trying to write like explain? Oh, this is this. Okay, first thing, first thing that pops up on Google: Sharpie X on the hand magic trick revealed. So I'm gonna click on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this says double cross, double cross by Mark. Review. But either yeah. way, that's, that's, that's the problem. This, but this one, second yeah. one says, EG Magic, sorry, not Easy even, Magic Tricks reveal Sharpie Magic. Which not you think? even revealed. Yeah. It's the fact that Double Cross by Mark Southworth is the yeah. literal top result. That's a problem. That's a problem? Yeah, that's not good. Because it's easy. And the fact that they it. can now look up Double Cross by Mark Southworth and find that explanation somehow right. on YouTube because well, some person's going to have that. Yeah. Because now someone might be interested in magic and they might buy that and support Mark Southworth. Right. Which, again, though, is why I say 
don't do magic that can be Googled. I mean, I don't think that's entirely fair. Like, that's not a fair... That because that I've seen this. This trick's so fun. I mean, it's not. It's just fun. yeah. It's not a bad magic. It's a good it's magic. A it's magic ashes trick. on palms. It's ashes so, on palm. But here's the thing. I don't. I still think the majority of people won't Google it. So in mm-hmm. isn't that probably Chris Ramsey's argument well, about well, why he's Chris Ramsey is doing stuff that's then gonna end up being googled. Chris Ramsey already has millions tons of, of followers, followers right. and is pushing it out. So it's it's two separate. That's true. We're in two separate arguments right now. No, you're right. That's true. Touche. Hey guys, what time is it? Yeah, I know. I it's nine eleven. Kelly just got me to say that. On that note, we're gonna end because we're never gonna forget this podcast. Sorry, we're call- we're calling it quits, dude. We just hit an hour. I'm tired. Let's go. That's fair. Okay, cool, man. Well, this has been fun. Great catching up with you guys. We'll definitely plan a little bit more on the next one, and uh, we'll keep it going. All right, sounds good. See you. Okay, awesome. Peace, y'all. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Slighted Show. Music was brought to you by Luca Sommerfeld, a longtime listener. Thank you again, Luca, for your contribution to the podcast. That's all, folks. We'll see you next week. 